I have with me Dave Rubin. David Rubin, I'm sorry. David Rubin. He is the former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, and the trusted voice of Israel. David, how you doing, David? Okay, good to be with you, Jesse. You too, buddy. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. David, how long were you the mayor of Israel? Well, I was the mayor of Shiloh. I mean, Shiloh, Israel, yeah. The town of Shiloh, which is in the biblical heartland of Israel, uh, the, the area that President Trump and Prime Minister Netanyahu are talking about right now as we speak. And I, I was the mayor there for, for a couple of years, and that, that was uh, about 15 years ago. It was about one year later uh, that I was wounded in a terrorist attack with my three-year-old son, and uh, we were ambushed by Islamic terrorists as we were coming back from Jerusalem, driving back in my car. And uh, I, was, I was shot in the leg, my son was shot in the head, and the bullet that went into his head and through his neck missed his brainstem by one millimeter. So we, we were blessed that we were able to get away from the terrorists, and we survived the attack. And as a result of surviving that attack and wanting to give thanks to God for, for saving our lives, I started the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund for the purpose of healing the trauma of the terror victim children in Israel. Amazing. Uh, well, I'm glad you and your son made it through that, man. That's horrible. It was not easy, Jesse. It was, it was incredible. The terrorists were still shooting. I couldn't start the car. I tried over and over again. And then suddenly the car started as if it had never had a problem starting before. And I hit the gas and I drove 110 miles an hour to get up the road where I was able to connect with an ambulance that got us to the hospital. And wow. a couple of operations later, we survived. Dave, I wanted to ask, is there a, the, the word Shiloh, is that a, does that have a special meaning? Oh, it does. It does. What does that mean? Uh, well, lit, literally, the word Shiloh means, uh, it means tranquility, and it also means a gift to God. Well, the tranquility we feel when we're in Shiloh, when, when you're there, you feel the tranquility, okay? It's the former capital of Israel. It was the capital city for 369 years in the time of, of Hannah and Samuel the prophet uh, and Joshua. Yeah, th this was a, a very tranquil, very important place. Uh, the, the, the meaning of the gift to God is from Hannah's prayer that she made in Shiloh. She prayed to God for a son, and the son who was born from her prayers was Samuel the prophet. And he grew up into prophecy in Shiloh. He was the one who would appoint the first two kings of Israel, Saul and David. And, well, the rest is history, as they say. That's amazing. I now, have... there is an additional meaning, Jesse. What's that? There is an additional meaning. Uh, what's that? Uh, that, that the, comment, the biblical commentators teach us that Shiloh means Messiah which is a, it's a deeper meaning, but it's a meaning none, nonetheless. Yes, absolutely. I visited Air, uh, Israel uh, myself. I went there, and I have to tell you, it was an amazing, amazing trip. We took a, 
I came back and told my organization about it, and we took a second trip there, and it was another amazing trip. I love Israel. It, it reminds me of when I was growing up in Alabama, and I used to hear about the Bible and read the Bible, and the older generation would talk about Israel, and it was like walking through the Bible for me. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, it, it is. And in fact, when I take people around, there are a lot of people who come to Israel and they visit Shiloh, which, by the way, in Hebrew, we call it Shiloh. Uh, so a- anyhow, when people come, I always have the Bible in hand because you cannot walk the hills of Samaria, and the, the hills of Israel, without having the Bible in hand because every single place where you go, you're going to have a story that, that, that you could take right out of the Bible yeah. that is it's historical. And, you know, the Bible isn't just some fairy tales. The, this is history. Yeah. This is the, the cradle of Judeo-Christian civilization, Jesse. It was amazing. I hope to come again. I mean, to go there again. I want to ask the attack, attacks and rapes in Israel skyrocketed between 2010 and 2012. And that was when the illegal immigrants were allowed in. Is that true? That is true. And uh, I've spoken about this extensively uh, in the media. There, there was, there was uh, uh, a, a wall that was built because 54,000 illegal immigrants had come to Israel. And yes, the, the rapes, the murders, were, they, they skyrocketed in, in South Tel Aviv, which is a poorer area. Uh, but but there, was never, there was never a lot of street crime until all of these illegal immigrants came in. Uh, it was about 54,000, 58,000, I don't remember the exact number, uh, that came in during a two-year period. And in a tiny country like Israel, which is about the size of New Jersey, that's an enormous number of people, an enormous number of illegals. Uh, so Israel built a wall, uh, technically a fence, a very hard steel fence barrier uh, with with a lot of high-tech stuff there and barbed wire on top. And it cut down on the immigration, the illegal immigration, drastically. It cut it down. There were maybe 12 people who got in uh, the year after it was built. Then the level was raised uh, another meter or so higher. And the year after that, not one illegal immigrant came into Israel. So, uh, yes, walls fences, physical barriers work. And if you don't have a physical barrier, then you're going to have the illegals just walking across and you could have all the high tech you want and you'll be able to track them as they're coming in, uh, but they're going to come in. Why did uh, Israel decide to allow illegal aliens to come in? I mean, all these immigrants in, why did they, why would they say yes to that? They, we didn't say yes to that. Oh, um, they, we didn't say yes to it. They they were just coming in illegally. Okay. Uh, they just like the just like the situation with the illegal immigrants from from Mexico, uh, from from the southern border, I should say. Uh, they were just flock, flocking in. Uh, they were coming in for jobs, or they were coming in uh, to you know with drugs, or the you know all the, all the same reasons why illegal immigrants are trying to get into the United States. Israel didn't want them in, and, and they came in anyhow, 
And it wasn't until that physical barrier was built that it was stopped. Well, one of the reasons I was thinking allowed them to come in, wasn't there or isn't there politicians there in Israel who are in support of illegal aliens coming in? Uh, very few, very few. There were some on the left. There were some some Arab Muslims that, that want to destroy Israel uh, that would be very happy for all these illegal immigrants to come in. Yeah. Uh, but, but most Israelis don't want them to come in. Uh, immigrants, yes, you know, we, we welcome immigration, but, but illegal immigrants, no, absolutely not. And it, it has, immigration has to be controlled. It's a, it could be a very positive thing for a country. It was a, a great blessing for the United States and has been a great blessing. But when it is controlled, when, when, when you decide who is coming in, where they're coming from, and whether they're going to be able to contribute to the country in a positive way. Where are things for Netanyahu, of whom I have much respect for, where are things for his, I mean, where are things with his government right now? Well, there are going to be elections on March 2nd. Uh, Net Netanyahu, uh, you know, we, we have a, a very unwieldy political system, shall yeah. I say. <laughs> uh, we, we, we have, this is our third election within a year. The last two elections have been deadlocked between the right and the left. And uh, the question is, which of the two leading candidates, Benjamin Netanyahu, the current prime minister, and uh, Benny Gantz, the left of center uh, candidate, which of them are going to be able to create a coalition? Will it be a coalition of the left or will it be a coalition of the right? That, that is the real question here. And we're, we're going to know after March 2nd. Which way you support? Oh, I think it's important for Israel to have a strong, conservative, uh, right-wing government uh, that will support a free, open economy with, with competition, uh, that will take a strong stand on protecting the, the entire land of Israel. And and that's what that that's what I'm hoping for. So I think Netanyahu has been he's been a great leader. Uh, I do have some differences with him, of course, but but I think all all being told, he's been a great leader. He's a tremendous economist, a tremendous diplomat, and I would like him as the right of center candidate to lead a strong right wing coalition right into on. the government right you know, on. after March second. Netanyahu was recently indicted. Uh, on charges of bribery and fraud. Is that real, or is that the same as what the children of the lie are trying to do to the president in this country, President Trump? Well, look, I, 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 in my book, Trump and the Jews, I pointed out a lot of the similarities. Uh, but but now, now, since the book was published, we, there are even more similarities that are coming out every day between the two of them. Uh, they're, they're both strong leaders. Uh, they, they both protect conservative values and take a strong stand for the national defense. Yeah. And they both believe in a, in a free market and open economy that, that the, the, the way to help uh, the, the middle class and the poor people is to, to open up the economy and have a free market uh, so, so people can find work. Uh, so so they're, they're similar in that way, but they're also similar in that they are constantly attacked and very often attacked unfairly by the left. 
and the and the, the biased left wing media. Uh, so so you you think you have you have a biased media in the United States with the with the the arrogant elitists of of play, of networks like CNN and MSNBC. Well, we have that also in Israel. We there there is a left wing bias in the media, and Netanyahu has been under attack for that. He, he's been charged with corruption, uh, but the charge of corruption against him is that he tried to get better media coverage. <laughs> so it's so it's kind of it's kind of a catch twenty two situation, you know, where he's yeah, the left wing media is 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 showing its its severe biases against him. It refuses to give media coverage. And then they say, okay, we'll give you positive media coverage if you do this and this and this. <laughs> and then when he starts to talk to them about it, so he's being secretly taped by the police and and now he's under under investigation and indictment. Uh, I'm not so sure that it's going to hold weight in the court. Uh, the, he will be tried for it uh, because we don't have immunity for a prime minister here. And the left wing is refusing to grant that immunity. So, uh, so even if he gets reelected, he's going to be indicted and there's going to be a trial. Uh, whether he'll remain prime minister or whether the next in command in his party uh, would would take his place temporarily until that uh, trial is over. Well, I hope he that remain in, in in his position. I mean, uh, Israel is blessed to have him running that country. It's amazing. Well, right now he's doing a great job in Washington. He's meeting with President Trump. Uh, they're discussing President Trump's proposed peace plan, and uh, Netanyahu is is there to protect the national interests of Israel and to strengthen the relationship with the United States, which, by the way, has gotten much much stronger in the past three years yeah. under President Trump. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. I wanted to. Add, I know that you mentioned that. President Donald Trump and Prime Minister Netanyahu are set to reveal a peace plan. What is the plan? Can you tell me? <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're set to reveal it. You know, you're asking me to tell you what it is. Uh, well, I, I, we, we know the basic parameters. The basic parameters say uh, that, that Israel will be given a green light to declare its sovereignty over the Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria, the so-called West Bank, and and undivided sovereignty over Jerusalem. Uh, the, so, so that's all good. That's all very positive. Uh, the, uh, the problematic part in the plan is that it provides uh, a path to statehood uh, for the, the Palestinian Authority and actually, so, well, at least word has it that, that it, it gives them more than half of Judea and Samaria, which is the, the mountainous biblical heartland of Israel that overlooks our one international airport in Tel Aviv. Uh, so if we would hand any of those areas in Judea and Samaria, which are the elevated strategic areas which overlook Israel's major cities, if any of that area would be handed over uh, to these Arab Muslims who want only the destruction of Israel, then it would be a big mistake. Uh, the The positive side of the plan, as I said, is that Israel probably will declare that it that it supports the plan, 
with reservations. I'm hoping for the, that Netanyahu will say we support it with reservations, and and then the uh, the Palestinians will reject the plan, of course, because that's what they're very good at is rejecting plans yeah. and rejecting peace. And once they reject it, uh, then we will be free to go ahead and declare sovereignty over Judea and Samaria. And we may do it in stages. We may do it all at once. I don't know. That remains to be seen. That's for the politicians to decide. But, but that would be the way to go, because it's absolutely insane to hand over your historic heartland, your strategic heartland, to uh, to this quasi-government called the Palestinian Authority, which is basically just a band of arch-Muslim terrorists. I have—I'm black and I'm slow, and I've noticed over the years that Israel has given up a lot of land to the Palestinians. And, and I read that this plan is to— is to try to generate some type of peace between Israel and Palestine. I don't understand why the Christians and Jews don't understand that uh, the Muslim, uh, the Palestinians, they hate the Christians and Jews. It's not about land. It's about pushing the Jews into the ocean. They want the Jews dead. And giving up land is not going to change their mind. Uh, on that, why do they keep giving up land knowing that it's not going to bring peace? Well, you certainly seem to understand the situation, Jesse. Uh, the, 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 the fact is that, uh, that the, these people who call themselves Palestinians, first of all, uh, they're an invented people. They didn't exist uh, they, until 1964 when they declared that they are the Palestinian people. Uh, the, the Arabs of, who lived in the land of Israel never called themselves Palestinians. Uh, but, but they decided, hey, we, let's call ourselves Palestinians. We can become the underdog. We'll say that we're the indigenous people, even though they never had a country here. They, 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 they said that, uh, that, that Israel stole their country. They never had a country. Right. I defy anyone to tell me, to, to, to tell me who was the leader elected or non-elected, of that country of Palestine that they say once existed. It never did. But there was a country of Israel, and, and it, it was sovereign here for over a thousand years. And we had our kings, and King David, and King Solomon, and, and many others. And so, so we know that, that it's ours. We also know this is the land that God gave us. I'm not, I'm not afraid to use the G word on the air, Jesse. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, and I, and I I have no qualms about that. But I know that Judaism was the indigenous religion in the land of Israel, and that Christianity grew out of Judaism yeah. uh, through Jesus, who yeah. was a Jew who lived in the land of Israel, and and then Islam was started 700 years after the exile of the Jews from the land. And it wasn't an outgrowth of Judaism and Christianity. It was a rejection of Christianity and Judaism. And to this day, they are calling for jihad, for holy war against the Jews and the Christians. Yep. So you've got it exactly right. And, and anyone who trusts them uh, to, to hand over parts of the tiny land of Israel to them is making a very serious mistake. I agree. And I, 
Yeah, so, so I hope if, if President Trump does propose that, I hope that he will realize uh, that, that it's just not going to work, and, and he will realize that uh, the way to stand with Israel is to do what he's been doing all along, uh, which is recognize Israeli sovereignty over the land of Israel. I agree. I hope so. I absolutely agree. I was disappointed when I went there and there was parts of Israel that we were not allowed to visit because it was controlled by the Palestinians. And if they had love in their hearts for the Christians and Jews, that would not have happened. The land would be open for all to see, but they wouldn't let the Christians and Jews in. And I'm thinking, what the? Why would Israel give up such precious land to enemies and I do hope one day that that should change. I, I want to ask you uh, in closing here, what are you for the wall going up in America? We're putting up a wall to prevent the illegal aliens from coming in because it has prior to President Trump. And by the way, I call President Trump the great white hope. He's the best thing that has happened to America in years. Um, and we're He's working hard to stop the illegal aliens from coming into our country. It's devastating America. Are you for the wall going up around the borders in America? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I was saying what I said before. Walls and fences work. And, yeah. I, and I have to tell you, I, w I wasn't in favor of building the, the walls and fences in Israel. And we have about three of them. You know, we, we, got, we got the one on the southern border that I told you about already. We got the one that separates Judea and Samaria from Israel's main cities. And, and recently we've been building a, a third one on the northern border to keep the Hezbollah terrorists out of Israel. So uh, the truth is that they work. Yes. And I, I am absolutely in favor and, and I think that uh, President Trump has been doing a, a great job. He's strengthened the, the relationship between the United States and Israel. He's protecting America's borders. He's protecting the American economy. And, and I, I really believe, you know, that all this, all this white-black stuff, it, it really bothers me because, you know, we, we, we just celebrated Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday and, you know, he, he was a big friend of Israel, first of all. Yeah. And, but, he, but he also emphasized that all this race stuff is wrong, that we're, we're supposed to judge people by the content of their character. Yes. And, you... and, and President Trump is doing a great job. And, and I, I, I really feel very upset and very disturbed when I hear people attacking him, actually calling him a racist or an anti-Semite, you know, which is ridiculous. Yes. Uh, you know, you know so David, when I was in uh, Israel, um, going through, traveling through Israel, it reminded me of the blacks and the whites in America, in that Israel, the Jews have done all they could do to try to get along with the Palestinians. They're giving them land. They're saying, okay, we like you, blah, blah, blah. And yet, the Palestinians would not overcome their hatred of the Jews. And because they won't overcome their hatred, they won't clean up the land that, you, that Israel has given them and take care of it. And they're constantly blaming the Jews for their downfall. Likewise, in America, and I grew up on a plantation in America, uh, down in Alabama, under the Jim Crow laws and all that good stuff. 
I've never seen it. The white people in America has done all they can do to show the blacks, okay, we like you. We're not against you. It's about character. It's not about color. And yet the blacks are so angry, they won't take care of their own communities. They won't stand together in America because that anger is preventing them from doing it. They have to overcome the anger. And the Palestinians reminded me of the blacks in America when I was there. Yeah, although it's a, it's a little bit different because in, in Israel, it's not a racial thing. Uh, the, it's it's a, a religious war, unfortunately, uh, that the, because, you know, these people who call themselves Palestinians, they're basically Muslims. Yeah. They're, they're Arab Muslims, and and they're they're looking to destroy Israel for religious reasons, uh, not for racial reasons. You know, if you 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 go through any of the Jewish communities in Israel, uh, you you see that the, you know, there there are Jews of all colors here. Yeah, we, I saw we have that. A lot. We have we got thousands, but tens of thousands uh, of uh, Jews from Ethiopia. Uh, we 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 got Jews from. From South America, we we got Jews from all over, and uh, so it's not a racial thing. Yeah, uh, when it's it comes the same to spirit, a, though, it's the spirit of hate. It's the spirit of that, anger. That is true. That yeah. is absolutely true. Yeah, and so so I think it's, but but you know we can't be fools, Jesse. You know if there are people who want to hate us, who who hate us and want to kill us and want to destroy our country, well, you know we. We have, uh, you know, Jews have this survival instinct that, 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 that came through 2,000 years of being scattered around the world and, and persecuted and slaughtered by the millions. And, you know, there's a point at which we say, no, that's it, no more. Right on. And, and you know, so, so if they want to, you know, they, they want to drive us out of the, our country, uh, so they, they have to be told to know in certain terms that's, that they're not going to be getting anything from us, and and they're not even going to get to stay here if they if they're not willing to live peacefully. That's right. The um, it's unfortunate in that a lot of the Muslims are in our country recruiting the angry blacks who think that they're angry at white people when they really have family issues and other issues. And now the Muslims in are in our country recruiting these blacks, and I'm real concerned about that. Well, I am also. I am also. And, and you know that there have been a lot of anti-Semitic attacks uh, in the streets of New York yeah. uh, in the past, past month, month and a half. And sadly, they've all been carried out by African-Americans. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, what it, it doesn't make sense, you know, they, because, uh, you know, blacks have been persecuted as well. And, you know, we know the whole history and, you know, we, we've experienced, we Jews have experienced slavery uh, in Egypt and, and blacks experience slavery around the world. And uh, there, there comes a point at which you, you have to just say, okay, that's, that's it. I'm not, I'm not gonna, we're not going to have any more days of rage. We're just going to pick ourselves up and we're going to work hard and we're going to, and we're going to educate our children and strengthen our families and bring God back into the family. And, yep. and, and those, those are the steps that are needed to get ahead. That's and, right. and once that happens, we're going to be working together. That's why we have been rebuilding a family by rebuilding a man, bringing that love back. Um, I've, Amen. I've Amen. noticed that white races, the white race and other races have been enslaved around the world too. 
And uh, but we have because it's a it's a spiritual battle, a warfare between good and evil. It's not about the color. It's about good versus evil. And we have to deal with that in a spiritual way, knowing that it's good versus evil. It has nothing to do with male or female, black or white or whatever. And the Muslims, they hate the Christians and Jews because uh, they call us infidels and things like that. And until they repent of that, then they say, oh, we were wrong. Let's get along. We have to assume that they still feel that way and not cave into that. Well, I could tell you as one who lives in Israel and and who doesn't live very far from uh, a lot of Arab villages, you know, sometimes they, when they make their announcements from the from the minarets of the mosques at four in the morning, sometimes they're saying, kill the Jews, you know, they, and, and very often in, in the mosques, they, they say, first, we're going to get the Saturday people and then the Sunday people. Okay, Saturday people, of course, meaning the Jews, who observe the Sabbath on the Saturday and, and the, the Christians on Sunday. Uh, they That's say amazing. that very often, very often. That's a slogan in a lot of the mosques and mosques in America as well. And, uh, and I've, I've detailed that in, in my book, uh, Trump and the Jews, but even more so in my book, The Islamic Tsunami, which was an earlier book. And uh, th- this is something that needs to be countered. We need to understand that Islam is not compatible uh, with with Judeo-Christian civilization and certainly not with the Constitution. I agree. David, how can people get your book and any other information you want to give out? Well, they could get uh, copies of Trump and the Jews, the Islamic Tsunami, or any of my other books by going to davidrubinisrael.com. That's davidrubinisrael.com. Dot com and and by the way Jesse if they want want to find out more if your listeners want to find out more about the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund and what we do for the terror victim children uh, they can they can go to the other website which is shilohisraelchildren.org shilohisraelchildren.org thank you David it was an uh, an honor to meet you and I enjoyed talking to you I wish you well. Well, thank you, Jesse. It was a pleasure. Thank you, sir. God bless America and God bless Israel. Amen. 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 Thank you, sir. All right. That was Dave Rubin all the way from Shiloh, Israel. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing, Jesse. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the Jesse Lee Peterson Radio Show folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it. 